0: 1. August, 1941. Berlin and Paris. On a rainy day in early August, Oberstschaufführer Johannes Klein was in the driver's ready room of the Reichsziekerheidshauptamt at 8. prinz Albrechtstrasse, wondering if fall had finally come to Berlin. Summer had been particularly long and hot. The rain was refreshing and might signal a change. The ready room was a comfortable place, with a gramophone, a wireless, and stacks of magazines. In one corner was a telephone, so drivers could be summoned when needed. There were also two army cots, in case a conference ran into the small hours and the drivers needed to rest. The cots were never used, because the guard commander liked to inspect to ensure the blankets were properly folded and the corners crisp. The drivers, wise as wolves, made the beds up once and then left them unused. They could always sleep on the sofa or in one of the overstuffed chairs. The phone rang while Klein was trying to read an article about the meaning of dreams in Corala, a glossy monthly magazine. Klein was surprised to be called so early. It was barely mid-afternoon, and the chief should have been at least another hour in his meeting. But the call wasn't about getting the chief's car ready. Long distance from Paris, a voice said. Person to person for Oberscharführer Klein. Is he available? Klein took the receiver from his ear and looked at it, wondering if this were some kind of joke. The few people he knew in Paris weren't the kind who made telephone calls to Gestapo headquarters. "'This is Klein,' he said. There was a series of clicks, a momentary buzzing, and a faint snatch of faraway music. Then, "'Hello? Hello? Is that Klein?' "'Speaking. "'Hauptsturmführer Daniker here. "'Listen, Klein!' I need your assistance with some details for Gripenferro-Heidrich's visit next week. If it's details about the installation ceremony, you should talk to the chief's SS adjutant. I'll give you his number. Not the ceremony. It's far after. We've laid on a supper at a restaurant in the 6th. It's not far from the De Magot, if you're familiar with Paris. Not at all, Klein said. But he'd be more familiar after this trip. If he could make the right contacts... He hoped to bring back something to sell in Berlin. Perfume, or maybe liquor. Well, anyway, I've been put in charge. That is, it's been suggested to me. Well, someone said it would be appropriate to arrange for an escort. I mean, a female companion. Klein wondered what Daniker was going on about. He made a noncommittal noise. What I need to know is what kind of... I mean, they said you were the person to talk to about the wishes of Gruppenführer Heydrich in this regard. Danneker's voice was apologetic, almost abject, and Klein began to form a mental picture of the man. Thin, nervous, uniform scrupulously neat, pockets always buttoned, seams straight, probably with an ingratiating smile that came and went and fingernails bitten to the quick. After all, Danneker said, hurrying as if he were afraid Klein might not let him finish, this is Paris. We can arrange girls from the Follies, have a little cabaret. Or if Gruppenführer Heydrich prefers something exotic, there are girls from Indochina, or even French Africa. Uh, Some of them, Daniker paused and cleared his throat, I'm told that some of them know, well, tricks. Things that would make even a brothel keeper sit up and take notice. But you see, I have no idea what to... No, 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 that's not the thing at all. The chief can speak French, if he has to. But what he likes is a girl who can speak German. Good German, not some kind of pigeon and educated. He likes conversation. I see. A refined girl, then? Good family? Don't get some society hostess. He doesn't want a thirty-year-old who keeps a salon and has a high opinion of her own ideas. Young, pretty, and with good German. That's what's needed. Wonderful. Marvelous. I was sure you could help. There were a lot of things about Reinhard Heydrich that puzzled Klein, but the fact that the chief liked to spend time with women while he was traveling without his wife was not one of them. That one was perfectly understandable. Klein would have done the same himself, if he had a wife. The main thing that puzzled Klein was Heydrich's strange combination of ruthless, driving ambition and informality. In the army, a 40-year-old colonel was a prodigy. Heydrich was only 37, and already held an SS rank equivalent to Major General. But he wanted more. Much more. That was the ambition. People with that kind of ambition were usually sticklers for the little things.